Welcome to the Million Praying Moms podcast, where we have conversations about prayer and motherhood for today's Christian mom. I'm your host, Brooke McLaughlin, an author, speaker, teacher, and small town girl from the mountains of Appalachia. Over the years, I've had the privilege of encouraging countless moms toward a richer prayer life, helping them catch a vision for the partnership God invites them into as they become praying moms. It's the combination of the two that makes this podcast different. Not just motherhood, not just prayer, both. Prayer is one of the most overlooked parts of Christian parenting today. And because of that, my goal is to help you see it not as a last resort, but as your first and best response. How do I listen to God when I pray? This is a great question. And if you listened to last week's show, you know that it's a nice follow-up to the question, how do I keep from getting distracted when I pray? If you're distracted, I promise you, you're not going to be able to hear the Lord speaking to you. So if you haven't listened to that show, it might be good to grab it first. Today's episode is sponsored by our Psalms Part 1 prayer calendar. The Psalms remind us of who God is and give our hearts strength to keep believing when it seems like the world is falling apart. And if all is well in our worlds, the Psalms prepare us for when it isn't. Get your 25-day prayer calendar that guides you through praying the first 41 chapters of the Psalms for your family today by visiting millionprayingmoms.com forward slash pray dash the dash word dash challenge, or just find the link in today's show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. To answer today's question, I want to tell you a short story. If you want to read the full story, it's in my book, Praying for Boys. Today, I'm, I'm just going to hit the highlights for us. When my boys were five and seven years old, I had a come to Jesus moment. My oldest was in the second grade and we did school at home at that time. I had failed to recognize how much my younger son, who was then in kindergarten, had learned just from listening to his older brother for the last two years. And by the time we sat down to start kindergarten, he already knew everything. Like seriously, it was a nightmare. For months, I tried to force him to just do the work he already understood anyways, because I was new to homeschooling and I'm a rule follower. And as you might imagine, it was simply a nightmare. Every single day ended with a major temper tantrum. In fact, that particular day had started with a temper tantrum and it lasted the entire morning. I put the boys in their rooms for some quiet time, went downstairs to my green prayer chair and through my tears told the Lord, I quit. Now, it didn't mean that I didn't love them or that I didn't want to be their mom anymore. I think I just meant I finally realized that I didn't have what it took and I just couldn't keep going on the way that I was. And friends, I've never heard the audible voice of God before, but as sure as the world, the Lord spoke to me. I knew it was his voice. He said, don't give up. Don't give up. Your boys need someone to fight for them. And I've chosen that person to be you. Yeah, it was just that powerful. It was a dividing line in my parenting life. It was a before and after moment. In fact, I would say it's the reason that there is a million praying moms at all. Had God not spoken so clearly to my heart that day, and had I not listened to him, I don't know what would have happened. So you might ask, how did I know it was God? Because that's the real question we're dealing with here, right? How in the world did I know in my knower that it was God's voice I was hearing? I knew because I know God. And how does one get to know God? Through his word. 
I know I, I keep coming back to spending daily time with God and his word, but listen, guys, listen to the recent statistics that I found from Lifeway Research. Only 27% of professing Christians read the Bible a few times a week. Only 27%. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that tells me? 73% of the people who say they know God don't know him very well at all. Listen, I'll confess, there are days that I don't read the Bible, usually Saturdays, because my boys play travel sports and we're all over the place on Saturdays. But it's unusual for me to go several days in a row without reading the Bible in some way, maybe a psalm or a proverb, maybe even just one verse or passage if I'm really, really busy. That I have a habit of reading God's word doesn't mean I have a two-hour-long reading and prayer session every day. That is not my norm. It just means that I read and study God's word on a regular basis, even if it's in short spurts. God reveals himself to us through his word. God proves himself to us through his word. God changes our hearts to look more like his through his word. And friends, God speaks to us through his word. Hebrews 1, 1 through 2 says, Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. All right, hear me out. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, right? Most of us who've spent any time in church remember that verse. When I'm trying to understand something better, I often go back to simple math. So in this case, imagine a simple math equation where the equal symbol literally means the word is, or in our case, is means the equal symbol. Is and equals are the same thing. So in a very real way, when John tells us that the word was God, he's saying Jesus equals God, but he's also telling us that the word is God. And if the word is God, and if Jesus is God, it also tells us Jesus is the word. Let's read on in John 1.14. It says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We're talking about Jesus here, right? We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. There's no other way to read these verses than to see them as a declaration saying, the word of God is Jesus. I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that you could hold out your Bible to a friend and say, hey, here's Jesus. Read these words and you're going to get Jesus. So if Hebrews 1, 1 through 2 tells us that the main way God speaks to people now is through his son, and we know from the verses in John that Jesus and the word, the Bible, are the same thing, then the main way we get to know the character of Jesus, get to know Jesus, is through the reading and studying of his word. That's how I knew it was God speaking to me all those years ago in my green prayer chair. I recognized him because I knew what his voice sounds like. He speaks to me through his word and I hear it like his sheep. I recognize his voice. By the time that incident happened, I had been studying God's word for myself and getting to know him better in a personal way for over 14 years. It doesn't mean that hearing God or listening to God will be foolproof. We should always measure what we think God is telling us against his word and be willing to change our ideas if they don't measure up. But when we spend time getting to know God, 
our ability to do even that and to have discernment increases over time. Sometimes it's a still small voice, like a little nudge in the right direction. Other times God might use a mature, wise counselor to get our attention or maybe a sermon from church. 20 plus years ago, the Lord used the story of Naaman in 2 Kings 5 to make it more than clear that I was supposed to submit myself to his leading in a specific move. I didn't want to go where he wanted me to go. And to be really honest with you, I was being fussy about it. It wasn't that there was anything wrong with the new place that he wanted me to move to with my new husband. I just thought I had a better plan. Isn't that the way it is? Like, I always think I know better than God. I had a good job in ministry where I was currently living and I loved it. I loved the church that I was going to. I loved having family that was close by. And honestly, I just wanted to stay. I didn't want to move. Moving meant giving up the things that I had come to love about where I lived. And I felt like God was demoting me in some way. That Sunday morning, I visited a church in what was to be our new home. And it was one of those times when the message was just for me. I knew nothing about the church that I visited. In fact, I had picked it out of the yellow pages. So like I'm dating myself, right? Like I I literally looked at the yellow pages, closed my eyes and pointed at the book and landed on that church. And I was like, okay, I'll try that one. But when I showed up, God used the pastor's sermon to tell me to go dip in the Jordan River, in my Jordan River, figuratively speaking. And I knew that I had to be obedient. God clearly spoke to me. And when I recognized his voice, I listened. Mostly, I think learning to listen to God's voice, to know when he's speaking to you, is a matter of experience. In the beginning, take him at his word. And I mean that literally. Like, read his word and consider it his message to you, personally. Do what it says. That is what listening to God looks like on a foundational level. The more you live that way, the easier it'll be to recognize the voice of your Savior speaking to you on a heart level. Psalm 1911 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Store up God's word in your heart so that when he speaks, you can recognize his voice. I hope you've enjoyed today's prayer power punch where I answer your questions about prayer. Some of today's show was quoted directly from my book, Praying Mom, Making Prayer the First and Best Response to Motherhood. You can learn more about it in the show notes. Till next time, friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Million Praying Moms. You can connect with other praying women by following us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or by visiting our website where you'll find tools to guide you as a praying mom, like our monthly scripture-inspired prayer calendars. Yours for only $5 a month when you become a patron of Million Praying Moms. If you love this podcast and want to be a part of making sure it sticks around and reaches other moms with the message that prayer is not a last resort, but the first and best response to motherhood, consider joining our Patreon family. There are options for everyone, including our $5 a month prayer calendar option, perfect for both the beginner and seasoned praying mom who wants to pray God's word for her children. Depending upon your needs, you can get access to our classes, courses, podcast scripts, discussion questions for each podcast, and even vote on certain aspects related to the ministry of Million Praying Moths. And I also have a free gift for you too. 
Download your free copy of my resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children, when you subscribe to the podcast. It's a step-by-step guide for how to get started praying the scriptures for yourself and your family. If you love this podcast, would you help us reach more moms with our message by leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts? We sure would appreciate it. Find all the links you need at millionprayingmoms.com. I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.